Welcome to the Retired Not Dead Podcast. My name is Angelo Quibelli. And today is Season 1, Episode 50, the Gold Anniversary Episode, A Smart Money Play. I want to share with you a huge financial mistake I made two years ago, but through the grace of God, I was able to recover and, and do something with it yesterday. And that, frankly, that's the basis for this podcast. I just want to share with you my life's mistakes, as embarrassing as they are. So, you know, so hopefully you don't make the same mistakes. And, you know, maybe it'll even provide some uh, short-term entertainment. So what happened was two years ago, the, you know, long story short, was two years ago, I, I, I bought my son, my older boy, a Jeep. Brand new, 40000 cash. That was the financial mistake. Now, let's talk about it. I had read books, you know, over the years. I have I read, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and every book he wrote after that. You know, and one of his commandments is to, you know, before you buy yourself a liability, buy yourself an asset that will pay for that liability. And it makes sense. And and he explained it well. But, you know, until you're a pr- practitioner of, you know, something like that, you don't fully understand the benefit of it, or at least I don't. And then several years later, which was also several years ago, when I was still a, a detective for NYPD working in Manhattan, I was working in police headquarters in a special unit, and my hours were Monday through Friday, eight to four weekends off, no opportunity to make overtime. So I started working a second job for FedEx on the white trucks delivering, you know, packages in Manhattan, which was absurd. So I would leave my job at, you know, 3.34 o'clock, whatever it was, um, take a train to Midtown and change and get into that FedEx truck. And it was a nightmare. And it, frankly, it wasn't worth $11 an hour. But I met another guy doing that who also was, uh, he was in a, a New York City transit cop in Manhattan living in Staten Island. And he was also in a special unit. He was in like their computer unit. And uh, so he wasn't getting overtime. But he said the same thing to me. He said, you know, if you want to buy yourself a car, buy yourself a, a rental property that'll pay for that car. Because that's what he was doing. He was a practitioner of that. What he was doing was... He was buying these little shitty bungalows in Staten Island near the beach, and he was turning them into Section 8 properties. So he would either do no renovations at all, or in some cases do the minimal amount of renovations that Section 8 would would approve the uh, the property as a rental. They would get him the tenants. They would they would pay him the monthly income on time. And he had like three or four of these homes, and he was making maybe you know a hundred dollars. cash flow every month off of each property. So he was a practitioner of this. And again, unless you're doing it, unless you're executing on these philosophies, you don't fully understand them. So that's the position I was at at the time that I bought this Jeep. I wasn't really executing good financial philosophies. You know, at the time I was an investor in the stock market, more than dabbling, I was an investor. I was heavy into it, but I wasn't very successful. I wasn't a successful practitioner. Yeah, I made some money, but then I lost probably more. So the reason why I bought, there were three reasons why I bought this Jeep for my son outright. Um, And it was $40,000 cash. 
I bought it outright for three reasons. Number one, I had the cash, and that's certainly not a reason to buy something outright just because you have the cash. That's really old school, like my father's generation, and that's probably what played in my head a little bit. Second reason was I didn't want another car payment, you know, lease or whatever the case, because I already had some leases. I already had pre-owns, you know, for family members. So I was always, I was already paying on probably two or three cars already. I didn't need a fourth payment. You know, after a while, it's too much, right? And then the third reason was, you know, that was his gift. You know, I figured that was a one-time gift. It was going to be his future college graduation present. And if he got married, it was going to cover his married marriage gift too. So, so that was my final gift for him, and he understood that. So that's why, you know, that's why I did it. But it was really probably one of the biggest financial mistakes of my life. And what happened was, at the time, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the proper investment style and, and experience. So, you know, I, three months after that, I knew because I started buying stocks. See, prior to that, I was dabbling in options, right? And I was winning some and losing more. Three months after I bought this Jeep, I started buying, I changed my investment strategy. I started buying um, high-producing or good-producing dividend stocks, let's say like AT&T, Verizon, things like that that were paying at the time, you know, 5% um, in dividends. I even got involved in this other one called EXG, which was a great um, stock that was offering 9% um, annual dividend monthly, not even quarterly. So I was now I started seeing the value of owning a stock and just sitting there, you know, watching it grow, watching the grass grow, and getting a dividend for it. And then maybe if I had extra money, when it dipped, I'd buy a little bit more. So I was starting to, to practice that strategy, and it was working rather well. So now I realize, oh my God, if I had that extra forty thousand, you know, I could have. You know, maybe cover the insurance on the vehicle monthly, or I could have maybe paid for half the lease. So now, I, now I understood the value of that philosophy, and I was kicking myself in the ass for not having that forty. And if I had told any other savvy investor, and I was not a savvy investor at the time, if I had told any other investor, savvy investor, what I did, they'd be like, "What are you stupid? Why'd you blow forty grand on a on a car?" That's just going to depreciate when you can make money in that in the market by just buying a stock and sitting on it, you know. So now I know. So three months after that, I start kicking myself in the ass. And now today, two years later, with what I know and what I've experienced today, I'm, I'm a lot more savvy. And I found a better trading style and selling puts that I could really make good money. Now I really kick myself in the ass for not having that 40 grand because now I'm really seeing the value of that. Because now I know that that 40000 could be getting me 4000 a month. On average. So a few weeks ago, my son got into a car accident. He was uh, doing an internship in Florida, got into a very bad accident. Thank God he's okay. And thank God the car was totaled. The Jeep was totaled. So I wasn't sure they were going to total it, so I was very nervous about it when I was, you know, back and forth with the adjuster. I was afraid that they might. You know, it might not be enough damage to toll it that they might actually fix it. Because I know with experience, I know that they never fix it the same way. The car's going to have a rattle. It's going to make a noise. It's just never the same. You know, plus I wanted to recoup 
Summon some of that forty thousand. Even like if it was five grand, I'd be happy to, to take back and put in the market. You know, or use and use that to get them into another car, like a lease, right? And so you 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 can't you probably can't even understand how I felt, the joy I felt a week later when the adjuster told me, uh, you know, I'm sorry to say that you know we are going to total the vehicle, and I was like, yes, yes, and then. A few seconds later, when he told me how much I was getting, I swear to you, I almost hit the floor. I couldn't wait to get off the phone with him to call my son and tell him what a huge score this was, because he now understands it too, because he's been he's been trading options, so he understands the value of having cash. So this, so anyway, so a few seconds after the guy told me that you know I'm going to get a check for the vehicle. And of course, I kept my mouth shut. I'm like, I didn't say, oh, how much? You know, I didn't want to be too anxious, you know. I was just patiently waiting and waiting, hoping like it's something, you know, uh, you know, like 5000 or something. He tells me I'm going to get it, that he values the car at $35,000 and change. I swear to you, I almost hit the floor. $35,000. Now, let me tell you why. Because... That Jeep, that Jeep, my son trashed that Jeep. He literally trashed it from day one. Even even he would tell you that he probably didn't think the car was worth $5,000. So to get to have that Jeep for two years, after paying $40,000 for it, using it for two years, trashing it, to get back $35,000, oh my God. So anyway, I had a $1,000 deductible, so actually my payout was $34,388. Two years after spending 40, that's a huge, huge, huge do-over for me. Because now I know what I could do with that money in the market. And for sure, I'm going to make money every month to cover a lease and insurance on a new vehicle for him. And then some. That was a huge do-over for me. Huge. I couldn't fly to Florida fast enough to get that check in my hand open up a bank account in Florida, get the money in there, wait for it to clear, get the money into my TD Ameritrade uh, uh, trading account. And so finally yesterday, because of Veterans Day, everything was closed yesterday, after getting the check early last week, about two, like two Mondays ago, finally yesterday, it cleared and I was able to trade with it and start the recovery process. So what I did was, I I took 34,000 even and I was searching for some stocks and everything's going down right now I guess because of the election so you know to buy to sell puts my strategy now of selling puts where I make a promise to buy a stock at a certain price and I get money for that promise and if that stock you know hits that certain price I have to buy it which again is not the end of the world so I made a promise, you know, specifically what I did was I, I identified one stock where the research and the charts that I was, my research that I was doing looking at the charts, where everything else was kind of on a downtrend now. This stock was pretty much holding its own um, or possibly going up in the next, you know, month or so. Now, this particular um, option was expiring eight days, it was a November 20th option expiring as of yesterday eight days from now so i just needed this stock to stay at ten dollars or above 
for the next eight days. I already got money up front for it. So what I did was I promised to buy a stock. This stock was trading at $10 and change. And it looks like the charts were showing me that it was either going to stay that way or even go up when everything else was pretty much going down. So I felt somewhat confident getting into that trade. So I promised to buy this stock at $10. I promised to buy, let's see, what was it? 34, I sold 34 put contracts. 34 $10 put contracts. In other words, I promised to buy, because each contract's 100 shares, covers 100 shares. So I promised to buy 3,400 shares of this $10 stock, which is 34,000, at $10. Between now and November 20th. And for that promise, for tying up $34,000, not spending $34,000, but for tying up $34,000 for the next eight days, I got $2,550 for that promise. Normally, I like to get more, but this was the best I could do yesterday, and I really wanted to start the recovery process. So I got $2,550 for that in my account. And that automatically will cover... See, now my son is costing me right now, my older boy is costing me $4,500 a month. Now, most people would say, wow, you're a great dad. Well, no, not most people. Some people say, wow, you're a great dad. Most people say, what are you, a sucker? Anyway, look, my father would have done the same thing for me. You know, he's, he's living in Virginia, right? Great apartment, very inexpensive, great, nice way of life. I didn't want to let that apartment go. In fact, I, I was obligated to still pay for it until this coming mid-January. So I have to pay for it anyway, right? So... I then leased him a new apartment because I'm not com I'm not comfortable with Airbnb, honestly, only because I've never done it. So I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to get him some Airbnb for three months or for, actually four months. He was down there for four months. So I got him an apartment, another year lease, because who knows if he would have liked it. He would have got a job out of this internship. You know, I wanted to have that option for him, right? And But Florida is so expensive. So now the apartment's like one and a half times more, you know. Utilities are more, so it's so you know the apartment I'm paying on Virginia, I'm paying on Florida, right? And now with this new new car that I got from, he's costing me now forty five hundred dollars a month, right? Because I leased him a beautiful um, truck, I got him into a, a brand new um, twenty twenty one Chevy Silverado um, truck with four wheel drive. Um, you know, regular size cab, not the short cab. Uh, it's a beautiful truck, black on black. It's I think it's the RST model. It's a truck I would love to have, honestly. Beautiful truck. And it's bigger and it's safer. You know, people say, oh, you know, people told me, oh, why do you give him such a, you know, expensive car? Because you know what? Because three, week, three, uh, three weeks ago, we, we almost lost him. He almost either died or got paralyzed. So I don't mind paying extra money for safety. You know, it kills me that some of these people that, you know, I have a friend who's, who's, who's very wealthy and, you know, he drives around in nice Lexuses or Lexi, whatever the plural version of Lexus is. And, uh, you know, but when it comes to his kid, he'll buy them a shit car. That's absurd. What, so they could practice on a shit car? I'm all about safety. So I got him a beautiful truck. So with all his expenses, it's going to be, is right now, he's costing me 4500 a month. So that's why... Yesterday was nice for me to get that twenty-five fifty for the next eight days, 
And right off the bat, that covers the two apartments for December and utilities on the Virginia apartment. Now I just got to try and recover the utilities for the Florida apartment and his lease truck and insurance. And I, I should be able to do that because come December, come, I'm sorry, come November 20th, two things can happen, right? In both scenarios, I already got the 2550. I get to keep that. I already have that. So now I know come December, I'll be able to cover the two rents and utilities on Virginia. But I want to cover, recover some more. So it's going to happen on November 20th. Either, and again, in both scenarios, I already got the 2550 But either A, that stock that I promised to pay $10 for, if it's $10 or above come November 20th, that frees up my promises done, and it frees up that 34000 cash in my account, and I can use that for another trade. So then I'll have... 34,000 plus the 2550. I'll have 36,550 to make another promise with come November 23rd. That's scenario A. Scenario B is that again, I still have the 2550, but now let's say the stock did go below $10. They're going to make me buy it at 10, regardless of whether it went to 9, 8, whatever, 9.99 or 7.50. I got to pay $10 for it, which again is not the end of the world because. I'll immediately sell covered calls on that stock, and I'll probably get another $4,000 for doing that. So the point of the story is that, or the point of this financial trade is that, or the goal of this financial trade is that between now and the time I have to pay, because November expenses I already paid out of pocket for him, the two the two apartment rents, the initial down payment on the lead, on the truck, and and and. Um, you know, uh, the first insurance payment. So I already paid that out of pocket. The idea here is that by December, before I have to pay out December's expenses for him, the $4,500 I got to pay from in December with the two apartments, the truck and insurance, that I'll have enough to cover that. That's the goal. And I probably will. I'll probably have, honestly, I'll probably have like $6,000. I already have $2,550. I'll probably get another four to 5000 before I have to pay December's expenses. So that's that's the goal here, is to have this $34,000 asset work for me every month, every option period, which is about 45 days. And I know it can be done. That's the goal. Now, what's nice here is that come April, he's going to move back to Virginia, which I'm so happy about after his internship is done in December, the end of December, he's going to move back. So automatically, I could save on um, the utilities or some of the utilities for um, for the uh, for the apartment in Florida. We'll register the truck in Virginia. The insurances will be, the insurance for it will be third to, a third of the price. So already, as soon as he leaves Florida, I could start saving a little bit of money. But I still have to pay out on the apartment in Florida until through March. So come April 1st though, his his $4500 worth of expenses will be will be cut down to 1800 2000 tops. So that's huge. So if I could if I could keep generating you know this money you know anywhere from whatever 2500 to 6000 every month and if I could cover his expenses, if I can get through these next 4 months 
where it's heavy, where it's $4,500 a month. If I could just get through that, I think I can. But look, even if it's just part of it, even if I'm just getting another $2,000 a month, it's it's $2,000 less out of my pocket that I was already paying for him. So I'm, I'm ecstatic about that. But if I could cover it, oh my God, which I think I can. I think I'll be able to cover his his full expenses. And then come April 1st, when he's down to $1,800 or $2,000 a month, that's going to be huge for me because now with that extra money that his $34,000, original $34,000 um, um, deposit, that, you know, because I'll, you know, these profits every month, I'm going to have to take out to pay for his, his bills, but there might be a little bit where I could still build on it. So come April 1st, you know, I made that 34000 original thirty four might be, you know, might be 35000 by April 1st of, of actual equity, or maybe 36000 you know, even after paying all his monthly bills. So now, a come April 1st, that thirty-four to 36000 of equity that I didn't lose, I could generate more money with every month. And, and the money that I generate on a monthly basis will clearly cover his expenses. But now, the extra money, and there probably will be extra money, there could be another, you know, two to $4,000 extra every month. What I could do with that is then I could pay off that credit card because I had to, to lease his truck, I had to put four thousand down from from one of my credit cards that I just paid off, and believe me, that killed me to do that because I just paid it off. I was so happy I paid it off. Now I had to now I had to almost max it out. It's only five thousand dollar credit line. I had to ma- almost max it out at four thousand. So come April or maybe even sooner, honestly, I could start paying that off. Then I could attack a bigger credit card of mine that you know I really have to get rid of. So. This $34,000, I mean, I'll keep you guys posted, but this $34,000, by keeping it in the market and not blowing it for a second time on a vehicle is going to bring me so much financial benefit. And I'll share it with you because I really want to be able to demonstrate it for you. I mean, right off the bat, I think it's clear that it was smart not taking that $34,000 and buying my son, buying my son another car. I think it's pretty obvious that that wasn't that wouldn't be smart because already it's in the market now, it's relatively preserved, and I'm already making money off it to help cover these payments. And and actually, I already made money to pay for the car, right? If that's all I had to do. So you could see now how 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 this is so much better or so much smarter of a financial play. And that's that's what I hope the takeaway here is for you. But I will keep you posted. Because I, I, we probably need to do this for, you need to see how this progresses. You know, hopefully on April 1st, I'll, I'll explain, you know, you'll, you'll see how this really transformed that original 34,000, what it transformed and what it accomplished. And I'll, I hopefully I'll be able to, to it, it'll, it'll work out and hopefully I'll be able to uh, explain it to you so you can see it even better. So that's a takeaway from this is that, is is to before you buy if you're in look you may not be in a position you may you know if you have to lease a car for you know a kid who's going to school you may have to drop it on a credit card like i did and you may not have had the luxury of having cash to even buy it so now you're dropping you know four or five thousand on a credit card and now you're sucking up a three four hundred dollar payment you know monthly so i i get that i totally get that because i've been in that position most of my life 
now I'm only now for once I'm in my a position where I do have a little cash, but I did something stupid with it. Now they'll thank God I'm doing something smarter with it. And I just want to con- the point of the takeaway from this episode is I want to convey to you that if you do have a little bit extra cash, don't blow it like I did. Preserve it like I'm doing now. That's the takeaway. Thanks for listening. This is Angelo Q. Have a great day.